A Dash of Gingers presents Taskmaster Australia coverage for silent podcasts. Hello, everyone. I'm the opposite of good, Sarah Carradine, and I'm podcasting from unceded Gadigal land. And I'm here with desirable running thing, Sean Bryan. Hello, Sean. Hello, hello. I'm Sean Bryan, and I had to watch this episode on my phone in my car this week. Was it because I was spending $950 in travel to take a surprising photo of you, Sarah? You'll never find out. And with us today is author of Snake Brought Cake, a New Zealand birthday surprise, illustrated by Dolly Parton, uh, Taskmaster New Zealand and Taskmaster Australia Task Designer, Sam Smith. Welcome, Sam. Hey, thank you so much. Lovely to be here. Thank you for listing my uh, achievements in order. The kids book, number one. And then I work on a show called Taskmaster a little bit, yeah. And shout out and to how, Darren Parton, who was yes. a Dolly Parton impersonator. Sorry, <laughs> Darren, I couldn't so resist. <laughs> so, Sam, how did you get into Taskmaster? I um, I became a fan of the UK show in um, quite early on. I think I, I think it was even 2015 when, uh, like, the year it came out, I managed to illegally acquire a copy of it somehow. And uh, oh yeah, please, uh, I know you could say that. What, what are they going to do? You flew to England. The, you flew to England to watch. I flew it. to England and watched on TV every week. Um, and definitely did not uh, illegally download it. Um, but of course, of course, got obsessed so early, and I was working on a show here in New Zealand called Jono and Ben, which featured Rose Matafeo and uh, yeah, Brinley Stent, Guy Williams, um, lots of people, Angela Dravid, who have um, since gone to be on New Zealand Taskmaster. Basically, my job was to come up with ideas for pranks and things like that for the two stars, Jono and Ben, to do. And then basically most of those ideas then became, hey, there's the show called Taskmaster and it's brilliant. Can we steal some of their ideas and use them to, to make them do these silly little things around town? And then a few years later, we suddenly announced that we were going to make a Taskmaster New Zealand using the same company that was making Jono and Ben. So I immediately sent an email being like, hey, this is my favorite show. You know this. I've been pitching this show to you for the last four years. You're making it. Please let me be involved. I'll do whatever. And they said, oh, we need someone to come up with the tasks. We want to do brand new tasks. And I went, oh, that's very much in my wheelhouse. So yes, I got to get in there from the beginning, from season one of the New Zealand version of the show. And of course, I've been, I've been working on that ever since. Then, luckily, when they started um, making, when they decided to make Taskmaster Australia, they said, "Hey, we've got this house in New Zealand that we make the show at, and we know the people there know how to make it. Let's fly some Australian comedians over there, and we'll just get the New Zealand team to make Taskmaster Australia." So I got a call saying, "Hey, what are you doing next week? Do you want to write some?" some kangaroo-based tasks for Taskmaster Australia. And I said, absolutely. And uh, so I now get to work on two versions of my favourite show, which is... And it's all just fallen apart without me trying too hard. And it's all just fallen together. And it's all just fallen together quite easily without me having to try too hard at all. Which oh, I'm so lucky to do it. It's amazing. That, that is an incredible sequence of events, and that's so yeah. funny from the perspective of like even thinking about the amount of kind of Australian-based tasks we've had in the Australian series. To think that we have someone from New Zealand coming up with those, it's kind of great on a different level. <laughs> that's nice oh, we were quite worried about um being a bit too cringe about it 
so we we pitched all these ideas cricket cricket ones and vegemite ones and we thought is are these things that australians do notice about themselves um and then we had to pass it by tom cashman just to really be like hey are we being too on the nose here and he said a little bit <laughs> but probably enough for it to to be be okay well, that's i keep the pleasure of it i think you know yeah. uh, the it's taskmaster australia all right mm. here's some australia for you exactly right yeah <laughs> and we wanted we wanted to have that in mind in mind that the show is for australia so we don't want it to be too australia for them but other people are going to watch it as well people overseas and it's their taste of australia we want to have tasks on that that you couldn't really do on other ones because just to give it its its sense of place. Yeah. It's been really fun. We've had a few guests on from overseas. So um, America, especially, and they've had some of the episodes where it's been the more Australian based tasks, like yeah. the cricket appeal and then yeah. quizzing them about cricket based things where all of their knowledge has come from watching that task. And it's it clearly really lands for them because it becomes oh. a little bit more chaotic because they're trying to learn about a completely random sport they've never really seen yeah through comedians who don't yeah, remember I, the yeah, a couple of the contestants were trying to learn about cricket on the fly as well <laughs> on the fly. during that is the task when um when tom cashman opened the task document that i'd been working on for a couple of weeks before he came on board that was the very first task that he read and he said that he read it and went oh man okay are we is this gonna be super australian and then, and then sort of figured out that, that is, it might actually be an okay one. And it, um, I think Julia made that task, eh? The, doing the appeal for me was yes. just the funniest moment. She's incredible. I feel like especially, yeah. like, Julia has been underrated the whole series. Like, the way, especially the last few weeks, I feel like mm. her style of doing things, like, it's interesting because you kind of could predict what Julia's going to do in task, but you could never predict the degree of effort she goes into in her spirals into insanity exactly it right delivers so much she she um the the i wasn't on set when they filmed it but when i did talk to the crew they were like julia morris is insane in the most brilliant way and she totally is she's fantastic well to hear that she improvised 17 different genres of music for her <laughs> congratulatory anthem you think oh, absolutely That's right. And then when when her tantrum, we'll get to it in in today's episode. But when her tantrum was the last one, I thought it's going to be like I can't even. I was gripping my chair, and I wasn't wrong to do so. That's right. Yeah, I didn't realize that she was so musical. Yeah, it was, it was Tom who explained it to me that yeah, her background's in musical theater, and she's mm-hmm. and when she comes out, she's a she's a brilliant singer. And she's so oh, theatrical, just to tip off, tick off both the music and the theatre. She, yeah, she's wonderful. I watch her for the, the thing I knew about Julia was the um that, that uh, compilation of all the introductions she does on I'm a yeah. Celebrity oh, Get yeah. Me Out of Here, yeah. which I <laughs> yeah. legitimately watch probably once a month <laughs> because mm-hmm. it's oh it's so funny. Namaste. Yes, we did a pre, we did a sort of episode zero pre season introduction wrap up with one of the Taskmaster commentators from our network, Silent Podcast, Naomi. And I was sending her all sorts of stuff just to get her set up with who the the comedians and Jimmy were. And I sent her that (laughs) for Julia. And Julia, Sean has been a bit of a favorite with all our American guests. Yeah, which is really interesting because potentially more so in the Australian public, Julia is really diverse, like diverse in terms of 
people either love her or divisive mm. in terms of people either love her or they really can't stand her. Yeah. But I feel like her style of comedy, like her style of comedy works for me because she commits to making the most obvious joke in a way that it kind of like, it hits another level where it becomes yep. so funny again, even though it shouldn't mm. be. And that yeah. absolute commitment um, is what makes her so funny. And it lends itself so well to tasks because if mm. something's going bad, she will just fully commit and keep going no matter what. And yeah, that's what you need. Totally right. There are often times where you get to a point in um, when you see her VTs, you're like, oh, that's um, that's where that's going to stop. And then it goes for a full another minute of exactly what you said. She's Yeah, she's brilliant. I think so, Jimmy does that a bit as well, actually. I didn't know Jimmy at all before for this. And he, um, yeah, I, I really, I, I just want to be friends with him, I reckon. <laughs> Jimmy, what I like about Jimmy as well is like he does, he's like a kid. He gets lost yeah. in the task and that's when he's at his funniest because he's just yeah. kind of so task focused that mm. he forgets to do anything else. He's just got, I've got to do this. I'm really gung ho about it. Yeah. Um, but on that point, so in writing these tasks, clearly there are a lot of them in a series. Mm. There's at least 50 plus however many others get filmed and we don't see. So mm. across now four seasons with three in New Zealand, one in Australia, that's over 200 tasks that have been aired or we had an extra one tonight. So 201 um, by the end of next week and God knows how many more you've written. So what's your process for writing tasks? So it's, um, it's different for different seasons. What I do throughout the year is I have a, um, I have a, a file on my phone where I write down ideas. Often when I'm listening to taskmaster podcasts, I'll come up with an idea and write them down. I'm just going to see if there's anything in here that I can show you that's uh, that isn't a spoiler alert or a, or anything <laughs> like that. Um, no, that's not opening. Cool, cut this bit. <laughs> um, there. Uh, so I write down things on my phone, um, like comedians write down joke ideas. I write down task ideas, and so then I'll I'll get normally I'll get a call uh, on like a Friday night at like 10, 10 p.m. being like, "Hey, can you start work on Monday for a bit, <laughs> writing some tasks?" And so then I'll sit in my room here and I'll just look around <laughs> and come up with ideas. Um, often it's uh, for Australia season one, it was just me working by myself for the first couple of weeks. Um, and I went mental <laughs> coming up with the tasks. But often, uh, and my preferred way is then to work with someone else to, to then um, come up with them. We come up with about, we've, we've just written the task for Australia season two and we've written... We wrote three. You heard it first, folks. There's a <gasps> season two coming. Have I revealed that? Am I allowed to do that? I'm not sure. It's Cashman, Cashman, has, Cashman has announced He's He said it on other things. Yes, I think. I think oh, we're excellent. Okay. Well, that um, is great because I thought the ratings were good. So that's exciting. Yeah. Okay. So we wrote 380 tasks for season two. Wow. And it's about that for every season. So I've, and I've wow. written a fourth season of New Zealand as well, which is coming up soon. So. I've done about yeah six times about four hundred about two thousand four hundred tasks, <laughs> and we whittle Incredible. those down to the thing. It's that thing of we we know that if we do that quantity of work, the quality will kind of yeah. sort itself out. The ideas on your kids? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, the um and and basically anyone around me as well. The um for New Zealand season one when we had the we had a task that was based around whether it was make the yummiest desert. Yes. And, or make, yes, the, yes. make the tastiest yeah. desert and Brilliant. we we were like people are going to misread this so i asked basically everyone i know knew um to what would they do in this in this case and i wrote it down for them and they all said yeah i'd make i'd make a pavlova or 
or something like that. And then we got a couple who were like, well, I don't know. I guess I'd find edible sand or something. And we're like, okay, cool. This can be taken two ways. And so sometimes, yeah, you definitely need to um, try out those, try them actually, out. So, yes. I actually thought about that task last night because I was out at dinner at a pizza restaurant. And as I was walking out, they had all the Uber Eats orders sitting on the warmer. And clearly someone had ordered just dessert. But the bag said, Kirsten, desert. That's <gasps> right. Great. Like, Kirsten, Kirsten the desert. Yeah, Kirsten. <laughs> I mean, the, the, I mean, tasks can be anything, right? So the first, uh, so UK season one, episode one, task one, go into the lab and eat as much watermelon, watermelon. as yeah. you can in one minute. It's still like a gold standard task, right? It's great. It's really simple. And then the, you have, you know, uh, make, the, uh, make the block of ice disappear is the one that I always say. Yeah, fastest one. So that's the that's for me. That's the, one of the simplest tasks that. People then did in various ways. Yes, and it's it's great. It's a great one for explaining how the show works. Yes, I use I use the watermelon or I, or paint a horse while riding a horse. Yes, yeah, and then it can have you know incredible complexity as well. And it's that mix that's so delightful because something will suit one contestant more than another, and sometimes exactly. contestants that, misread the clue, like, which is fantastic. Oh, I adore. <laughs> The big thing we go through for, with tasks is variation. We want people to do them ideally in five different ways. Um, that often doesn't happen. Sometimes we'll get just two with three doing one thing and two doing a, another kind of thing. But man, when you yeah, when you get a fiver, oh, that's a happy time. <laughs> so on that, do you have any tasks where a contestant did something completely unexpected that caught your guard and you loved it? Um, basically every single task there is, we'll have things, we, we always try and imagine what people are going to do and it's never what we think, literally never. And I'm, I'm writing with, um, yeah, Tom Cashman, who's a comedian or Paul Williams, who's a comedian, Tom Furness, our director here is a comedian. We all have these creative brains. Um, we have producers who are creative who will ask everyone what they do in these situations. And it's, it's never what the people do. That it's it's sometimes we're better than what the contestants do because we don't have the pressure of being filmed, but often they're just off the wall, wall batshit crazy, well, and we um um bat poo crazy, <laughs> and <laughs> and like, it's yeah it's so hard to predict what people do. I think one of my favorite examples of that and how I won my partner over into watching Taskmaster was in New Zealand season two. I'd watched the first couple of episodes, um, and then I was like, Rach, you've got to watch this. And it was David Correos on the float, the Brussels sprout task. And just on such a simple task, which is just floated off of the balcony. And suddenly he's got helium balloons inside the house and stuck to the ceiling. And he's climbing the kitchen to try and get it down. And I, I cried both times that I watched it in one day yeah. because it was just, I could not control myself. It was just so funny. So one of the ones in New Zealand that I love and I and I imagine myself being the one that would do it, but I don't know if I would, is the incredible coordinates one, you know, go as far as a blue whale and then turn and do this. Mm. And one of the contestants just thought, it just doesn't sound like something you could actually do. And so he drops the mark at his feet and had he just lifted up the little red-green, he would have seen the mark and I thought, oh, if that was me, I'd love it if I was the one that did that. Did you expect anyone to look at those instructions and go, this doesn't, was that something you expected? We really hoped that they would, yeah. that We knew that, 
ideally someone and i think it was matt heath that did that and he was mm -hmm. the person we least expected to do it uh, <laughs> we were thinking either um either laura or you know i know i know all those guys really well they're, they're all really clever but we thought that yeah maybe maybe laura or someone who is really into the game guy montgomery would figure that out and just go oh yeah cool, i'm gonna do it like that the fact matt did it was absolutely brilliant um yes. And and the reason that task came about is we just wanted we just wanted to do it a drone shot one. We said we want a drone shot in Taskmaster UK season one. They had that one where they carried balloons and drew a picture. We just wanted something like that that looked a bit visually different. And then yeah, we went through a series of yeah, go the length of a blue whale was always in there. Um, there was it was th and then we had the height of three Stephen Adamses who was a basketball player here in New Zealand. And then they did. Someone else, I think one of the producers or directors changed it to half the height of the beehive, which I thought was was really good as well. <laughs> how, how tall, the beehive is our government building here in Wellington. And no one knows how tall that is, or at least how, how half tall it is. So I, I, I loved that. I thought it was great. The thing I loved about um, Kareos just going back is he, we had squirt sunscreen the furthest, and that was a tiebreaker task that we thought, it just needed a quick thing. That happened because there was some hand sanitizer sitting on the desk that I was working on. I was like, oh, we could, we'll do something with that. And then he set, he spent an hour and a half setting up a contraption to make it run further. He, he put, put sunscreen in his mouth, which is disgusting. And then while setting up for that, he happened to knock over the Brussels sprout that, and that, that task then somehow combined all these other tasks together he screwed up the task. Ursh smashed it out of the park by just slamming it down and taking a minute to do it. That sort of brought all these nice things together. And that was sort of a bit of a changing point for me where we could go like, oh, maybe we can make these tasks tie together. And we then started to do that a bit more in, in season three. And I've really enjoyed that in Australia so far that so many times in the episodes, there are callbacks between episodes. There's also ongoing, like with the, with the bowling ball and having that. Yeah pay off later in the episode and it just gives you such a bigger laugh and you can't really plan for those things but it's amazing mm. to have them be shown um in the results of the task yeah exactly right um that's that sink the bowling ball task was a task we originally wrote for season one of new zealand and it was sink the sink we we're going to have a sink out in the middle of the the um the pond Poo lake in the middle of Poo lake <laughs> and um we uh then Tom Furness uh, said, oh, no, we should we should do a bowling ball. And I was like, well, that's going to be easy. We'll just do it and they'll sing. I'll be like, no, they float. And that was a life-changing moment for us where we, where we thought, yeah, hey, let's let's do that. And it turned out brilliantly. Nina's so great on the show. She's such a oh, breezy ball of energy. I, I love her. She's great. It's like the false confidence that she has is just yeah. so funny because she yeah. just assumes everything's going to go well. And then it doesn't go well, but she confidently still thinks that it did. Exactly right. When she addresses the camera for her, when she painted on the canvas rather than <laughs> on the canvas out of the crowd, oh, she's she's fantastic. I love it. And Cashman was uh, goading her into making those great yeah. statements. I just watched last night UK season 15, episode one. And if you haven't seen it, I won't say, but there's a task. And <laughs> Alex Horn very gently says to a couple of them, you, you finished the task? You finish the task, and a couple of them catch on, and one of them very confidently says yes, and off yep. he goes. So his time 
was still running at uh, the filming of the studio at six mm. months and several weeks. Yeah, <laughs> I love this lineup for season season fifteen. Lineup oh. of the UK is so strong, so it's, good. Um, I'm loving it. Yes, I can't believe they got it. renewed for six more seasons. I think that it was like that's a that's- massive. That's all the seasons that I've worked on. <laughs> they just got renewed for. It's so good, and I mean, I hope that that keeps going over here. Hopefully, we can. Hopefully, they can keep taking my tasks, and we yes. can uh, keep <laughs> keep making the show. Yeah, it's really interesting because it's. Um, I know. I don't know what kind of numbers Taskmaster does in New Zealand. It's doing pretty well in Australia, but it's a show where more than almost any other format that I know international fans watch any other version of it and will seek it out and will really engage with it no matter what. And I wonder um, how much the networks will take that into account in terms of how much it affects them and their popularity, because especially on social media, it can lead some clips being huge. Exactly right, yeah. So we've talked, you know, with our guests along the way, and Sean and I certainly have this opinion that Tom Gleeson came very much fully formed as the mm. taskmaster from his persona with hard quiz and his stand-up comedy. Yeah. And I didn't know Tom Cashman at first. I thought, I think I see what he's doing. I made the bold statement that he had improved throughout the season, but now I think I should say I cl- I keyed into his way, his comedy through the That's season. Right. I think that he's brilliant. I love the relationship between them. I bang on about Norway. I'm trying to get everybody to watch Taskmaster Norway. It's absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. And their Taskmaster assistant relationship is very much a double act, us against the contestants. And while that's not the same for the Toms, there's more of an element of that than the Greg and Alex relationship. And I like that, that that Taskmaster, Taskmaster assistant relationship that you would think from the UK, okay, it's set, it has to be hierarchical, it has to be like this. It doesn't, and it still works. So, Sam, what's your what do you think about the taskmaster taskmaster assistant relationship and, and what works? I think it's such an important um, part of the show, and I think part of the reason that uh, the show has been going so long in the UK is that Greg and Alex dynamic is just brilliant it's so great greg's so hilarious alex is so hilarious together they're they're more than the sum of their parts i think um i think when you then start up a new taskmaster season people are looking for that exact same relationship and you just can't do that everything is going to look fake and so it means that the the new people have to work out what their relationship is tom and tom have I think really landed in into it quite well, and yeah, maybe it's maybe it's because Gleason is so well known and so um, so much of what he was when they when they were asking us around the office who we wanted to be um, the Australian Taskmaster. Yeah, uh, Gleason was number one. Um, I wanted. Um, I thought Sean McAuliffe could be amazing as well. That's what um, I said earlier in the year. Yeah, he he would be fantastic because he's so weird and so so great. What what I love about Gleason is that he is. Uh, he's an asshole, <laughs> but um, but he can have those nice moments of oh yes, that is was actually quite beautiful as well. And when he does say that, it really hits home. So I really like that, and I love that with Cashman. He's he's just being um, his uh, pedantic self. Um, he's not trying to be, um, I guess, as he's not quite as subservient as Paul Williams is, for example, or um, or, or Alex is. But he still fits up. He has this, his own version of that, which is what I think is is really good. He um, has the admiration down, the sort of the wide-eyed 
you know, admiration that, of, of right. main Tom, which is yeah, and, good. And I think I think that's his genuine feeling about Gleason. He's just stoked to be working with this guy that he's um, looked up to for quite a while and, and really admires. That's great. Can I ask you, I've got, I've written down all my best tasks from each of the episodes. Mm-hmm. I won't bore you by going through them. Uh, please but... do. If the ones that I've done, then uh, please, I'm happy okay, to Okay. All right. Well, the one I want to, yeah, I want to talk about flower password. But cat out of the bag, the orange juice, juicing, uh, convince the taskmaster to give you five points in the manner on the paddle. I loved snap, crackle, pop, the monster drawing. Actually, just before I do grill you about the flower password, was that one of yours? Um, flower password was initially, I think, Tom Furness's idea. I came up with the alphabet part of it. And then the that became flowers after after I was involved in the in the in the director producer stage of it, which I think makes it. I think that's I think that's so such a such a nice moment. But yeah, I think we were initially going to do we we're going to have plates with cookies on it, and you could eat a cookie every time you go through. And then we we often start tasks based around food things and go, oh no, we shouldn't do food waste, and so it became <laughs> it became flowers instead. And I think it well, even might have gone flowers, chocolates, roses. I mean, I mean, oh. cookies, cookies, chocolates, chocolates, roses, chocolates, roses. I think when when that came, came through. Well, the the great thing there was the idea of, and I said this on our on our episode, uh, Sean, that had I known beforehand that it was the alphabet, I could easily because you know you sit watching it. If you're a fan, you sit watching it. You say, "What would I have done?" Mm. So I could very easily have said, "Oh, I would have known it was alphabetical." But yeah. because the first two to go through the task were shown before we knew what the answer was, I know I didn't think that it was alphabetical. So I can't fool myself that I would have been <laughs> the one person to go, oh, well, it's alphabetical. Yeah. Uh, were you pleased with that task, the way it came out? Absolutely. It was. Mm-hmm. It's one of those ones where, you know, it's, it's, it's a bit of a tricky one. Um, it's one of those ones that has a set answer to it. So you often want for the first one or two, you want the audience to watch it and play the game and see if they can do it. You then give them the answer. So you see the reveal and, oh, yeah, cool, that's it. And then you see now the audience is in the in a more powerful position. So they can then go, um, oh, look at these idiots. I know exactly what this is. So it makes the audience feel they both get to play the game and feel superior to the, the people on the show, which is a great way to um, reveal a task like that. Yeah. Oh, I think so. That's I, where the task and production and editing and the contestants right. all just folded together, you know, so beautifully. And so after we know the answer, we get that, oh, well, I'd be boring just to do it alphabetically and we can that's scream right. and oh, it was fantastic. <laughs> and but all, in, all of us, all of us Taskmaster nerds, whenever we see the number 26, we're like, oh, yeah, this will be alphabetical. Yeah, this is mm-hmm. a, this is a, this is a thing. But I consider myself a Taskmaster nerd and I didn't. So, you know. But the, the the other thing that we have found consistently is that for me the the prize task and the live studio task are often the weaker tasks mm. of any iteration, any season written by anyone. Mm. And what's been so extraordinary for me for this season, and not to you know piss in your pocket, but the live <laughs> tasks have been consistently of a really high standard, so much so that I think two or three of them became my task of the week. Oh, that's uh, right. You know, including the one with the, the, you know, do it in the manner of the paddle and mm-hmm. the monster drawing and the uh, teacup dunking. So mm. 
are you you're involved in the writing of the live tasks as well? Sam? Yes, yeah, absolutely. So we do those separately. They'll um yeah, we'll write the bulk of the tasks and uh, for the house, and then they'll go and do them. And then normally while they're filming it or late in the game, sometimes even in the week before we do the live tasks, we'll go through and, and write those and sort of nail them down. We had, I think we had a little bit more time with live tasks for this season. Often they're, they're, they're yeah, like you say, kind of last minute. Because we don't get to edit them as well, we can have great ideas for something. And then, you know, we've had it a couple of times in the New Zealand one where the, just the way that people have done it means that the game gets you know, people get, everyone gets voted out in the first round and the game doesn't doesn't actually get to be played and we don't get to see the the intricacies of it, which is, oh, yeah, real rip when that happens. <laughs> but, yeah, with with this one, um, yeah, with the Australian one, we went through a couple of rounds of judging them up and, and making them good. And I think it's really paid off and I hope we keep doing that. Yes. Because there's a level of production to some of them, like, um, especially with the, biscuit dunking task to have the rhythmic nature to it of having the music and the whistles and it just made it it was almost hypnotic in watching yeah. it yeah so that task is really good that was actually come up with by our editor ben winter he is british and loves tea and loves biscuits and so he uh i probably should say like point out the fact that he loves biscuits that's a that's but he's also a very uh well uh, a very sexy man um who loves biscuits the um and yeah so that was his one idea that he was like this is this is a great task and he he knew exactly how to edit it joseph moore our producer came through and was like oh we need this rhythm we need something to tell them when to do it um joe joey and i actually played this in um the writer's room we, we met up and actually did it together for ages and <laughs> and we played it with a couple of people around the office to try it out to see if it actually works and it was really fun to play so it's so great that that came across and and, and you guys think so because yeah i think that's a beauty of a task and i wish i'd come up with it myself ah <laughs> but i did come up with make this monster meaner i um, oh. i i woke okay. up in the middle of the night like a make this monster meaner <laughs> and uh, so I wrote that down, and then we worked out the different um, things with it, with, yeah, with Joseph again. But did you ever guess that the the final monster would want to kiss children? <laughs> I that again, no, we didn't. Uh, we did, yeah, and and I want I want to suck you. It's a it's a real it's a real weird thing to say. <laughs> it's those things you can't predict. You can't you can't predict the mind of, of Danielle Walker. At all, it seems she's 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 some kind she's, of genius. She's she's, she's a revelation to me because I oh, didn't know her at yeah. all, uh, and uh, she's just um, you know, I'm a cartoon of the dog whose tongue unrolls when they think yes. about you know a pie <laughs> when I think about. Her. That's great. Yeah, totally. The isn't it funny? The only person I knew beforehand was Luke McGregor. Hmm. Um, I knew him from Rosehaven, which I love. Yeah. And yes. um, he had come over here and done uh, Patriot Brains, which I did the audience warm up for. And sh and so I got to hang out with him a bit. And he was oh, he's just the nicest man. And so when they were looking for cast, I I, I said to the producer, oh, if if you're looking for someone, Luke McGregor's really really good. He's so nice to work with. Hmm. And I think I think they said, oh yeah, we've got him already. So I think his uh, his uh, the the word of how kind he is has spread far and wide, and because he oh, yeah he's great I love him. I think I've said that about all the contestants. I love yeah. all the contestants. 
I feel like they're my friends now that even though I've only ever met Luke. <laughs> well, Luke Luke is my was my winner pick pre-season. Uh, Nina was Sean, so we're both uh, currently uh, bottom equal. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah. But they are bringing us a lot of joy. Yeah, that's great. Every day. <laughs> that's the true prize, isn't it? The true, yes. The true winner yes. is the one that brings you the most joy. Should we get into the episode finally? That sounds great. Full disclosure, um, Australian Taskmaster doesn't air in New Zealand, so I don't know what's made the cut. I don't know what tasks Ooh. are on this. This is going to be Ooh. a bit of a surprise for me. Oh, you guys have seen exciting. an episode of the show that I haven't seen. Ah, That's exciting. Yeah. Wow. That's exciting. The only things oh. I've seen are the people that things that people have put up online on their own Twitter accounts. So mm. I, I know the tasks, but um, the, the Twitter engagement with Taskmaster has been, you know, pretty lively. So mm. you know, it bodes well. So the yes. prize task was the most desirable runny thing, which you may have guessed from my introduction of Sean. Uh, Jimmy brought the jam inside a carnival donut. Nina brought Microlax, given to her by Danielle. Uh, Danielle refused to defend the Microlax. It was not her prize. Uh, she brought the icing to lick off beaters. Uh, Julia bought her eye beef from having the uh, eye surgery. And Luke brought runners. Sean, what did you think of this task? So the second they said this task, the first thing I thought of was a perfectly cooked fried egg and the yolk on that egg was oh, what I was thinking. Yeah. That's like when you like poke yeah, that egg and it just oozes out. But then right before this, I was making pancakes for breakfast and the maple syrup pouring over the pancakes and running off the sides was then my next thought that I was having that would be, because that's a really desirable running thing. Yeah. How about you, Sarah? Uh, I kind of, uh, my mind went Luke's way. I would have done something to do with running just as a joke, but, you know, I probably would have got one point uh, in the same way that Luke did. <laughs> that tends I did to be the way that. with prize. That tends to be the way with prize tasks, doesn't it? If you ever do some sort of pun, um, you're not going to get scored too highly, especially in the UK version. Um, yeah, I think I would. It was most desirable runny thing, wasn't yeah. it? Most, yeah. yeah, the actual words of the because all the information is on the task, as you know, yeah. Sam. <laughs> the most desirable runny thing. See, without desirable, I would have done. You know, when you go running sometimes and you need to, um, and you get diarrhea. I would yes. say that's like I know double, that very well. Yes, I know runny. that very well. <laughs> and a double runny to me that that's a double pun. So you get yeah. you both. I yes. feel like that uncancels the <laughs> that cancels the. Yes, there's a little um, corner of a of a golf of a golf course in Tasmania <laughs> that is forever me. Um, <laughs> look, sometimes it's desirable because you feel really light and fast afterwards. So like, oh, it could be desirable. <laughs> that's see, that's the thing. Oh, Sean, that's great. That's exactly how you would um you would you would uh, get round that and I think when when Tom back over. I think that's great. That's that's five points for me. I did appreciate Defend that with thesis. Luke as well that he was just like, look, I'm gonna pay the word play, but you still get one point. Yeah. <laughs> the thing the, where he went wrong often... was they were not they were yucky running shoes. Oh, they I mean were I horrendous. Think, yes, he should have brought in a, a schmick pair, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Now we have the wonderful lab task, make this doctor look like a fool. You may not touch the doctor. You may not hurt the doctor. You may ask any question of the doctor except about his personal life. You have eight minutes. Most made to look a fool doctor wins. Was this one of yours? This is a fantastic task and it is the one task that 
Tom Cashman wrote for the show. What? I did not write this wow. stuff. When, when I was writing the show, we were very much in the post-COVID area. Uh. Of, we weren't allowed to bring other people in. And so when he when I hear that they've done a task and they've brought someone in, I was furious. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? I haven't been allowed to do that for this whole previous two seasons. I've been sitting in my room for two weeks writing tasks and not having to involve people. But it's such a great task, man. He um, and it's, it's, I'm so glad that they they did it. I think it's fantastic. And it felt um, like elements of when they have the Swede come in the on the Swede. UK version. Right. Like Swede. you hadn't had yes. someone like that, and it gave it yeah. a different feeling from the rest of the yeah. tasks. And then to have him be this such a serious sounding doctor of chemistry, and yeah. the fact that even that seemed to intimidate some of the contestants, so they didn't know how to make yeah. him seem foolish. It was, oh, it was so fun. His name's Joel. He's the coolest guy in the world. He was on um, uh, our vision of Celebrity Treasure Island here in New Zealand. And he's just a lovely guy. He's so smart. And because um, he's so cool, it's genuinely quite hard to make him look like a fool. So I think it was some great casting by uh, by our guys over here as well. Yeah. I think the, the four-pointer and the five-pointer really did uh, such a good job. Uh, Nina just made him say poopy, 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 which he did perfectly. Of course, she gets five points for that. Yep. Yep. And then Luke doing a uh, improv about oh. proper etiquette at a funeral. I thought, yes, it's very, it's very Luke. And the way even he chastised cut... him in a very, hmm? And even when they cut back to Luke in studio, this is the most it seemed like any contestant was like in their element of being a stand up. Because the way he got up, stood in his chair, went into a pose, and just went, um, about if someone was doing that at the funeral, you'd be pretty pissed off. I was like, he has really thought about this. And the fact yeah. that he had a lived experience to connect to for that being a fool was great. That's wonderful, yeah. That's a, that's a great task, and I'm so glad we can finally get people back in the, in the task room. I think we've pitched about uh, 20 different types of people to get back and do and get involved <laughs> with tasks in these next, the next New Zealand and the next Australia season as well, because it's so, it's so cool. And even you know, one one remembers Rosalind coming in song for a song for a stranger. Rosalind was perfect. Any no, she wasn't. She was a nightmare. She was a nightmare. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she's she's quite fast for a woman of her age. Um, <laughs> the surprise of the contestants too—that idea yeah. that they've fallen into you know into a into a rhythm of coming to the house and seeing Tom and doing, they were all really taken aback. Sean, did you notice that when I they did. came in and it wasn't Tom? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And even, even at first, like before I realized um, like who he was and what the deal was for the task, I just thought it was the Italian Tom from the pizza task of the. I did the too. Yes. Yeah. I was, like, is it, I was like, is it going to be like the Swede, but it's going to be the Italian and you're going to have to like <laughs> learn Italian or um, learn how to communicate, but to make him look like a fool. And have things like Danielle just be fascinated in learning about glowworms from yeah. the doctor of chemistry, which is really interesting. I even I learned about a lot about photosynthesis from Julia. Okay. Like this is an educational task. Yes. Taskmaster is a smart show where we celebrate um, people's cleverness, but at the same time also point out how how idiotic most people are as well. At the same time, especially doctors. Mike Schur used to talk about The Good Place as being the smartest, dumbest show on TV. And I yeah. feel like Taskmaster really fills that void as well. Yeah, that's very true. Very true. I was, I'm very keen to get some actual chemistry into the show. I'm a, I'm a big old nerd. I'm a, I'm, a, I, I'm, a, I'm a qualified Volcano. dentist. Volcano. Yeah, well, there's the Volcano done, task on the UK. Done volcano, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I, yeah, so I'm a big old nerd. I um, 
one of the things I've got taught my seven year old is uh, he's learnt pi to seventy one decimal places, and Ooh. that and and I learnt it when I was at oh only to like twenty decimal places when I was mm-hmm. at, at high school, and so that inspired the the, the pi task that we did in season three of the New Zealand one, and um, and we did prove you're smarter than the other contestants. Anything that sort of makes people uncomfortably sh- brag about themselves and their intelligence is something that contestants hate to do, and I love to watch. So that's what <laughs> I try to do in, in some iteration of that in every season. Even Nina trying to make the Rube Goldberg machine a couple of weeks ago, it's like the kind of thing that I picture of being a great task in that just having all those chain reactions and who can make the best chain reaction for something to happen, um, just the payoff is always so great. Yeah. If I it doesn't go well, been... it's really funny. Yes. If it goes well, it's impre- it's amazing. So there's she no should have been way scored higher. She should have mm. been scored higher. It was do something you've never done before and you're never going to do again. It didn't say, you know, she was marked down because her Rib Goldberg machine didn't work. That wasn't the task. That's a very good point. Very good point. Tom. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'll text them. I, I don't. Yes. I can't text them. I don't know how to do that. Yes. We'll take oh no, he does up. follow me on Twitter. I can I can message him on Twitter. <laughs> uh, Tom Gleason, we've been nothing but uh, nothing but praise for you. Last no, week we were cross at him. Last up. week we were yeah. Last week we were very cross at him because it, you know justice for Danielle. Yeah. Uh, he, he had an entire episode. Taskmasters around the world never get scoring right they are very bad at doing it and i think that's part of the part of it as well that we feel so emotionally invested in this that we do can be like no you screwed that's, that's definitely a three-pointer and you gave it four points that's yeah i want to see tom do it. more uh not necessarily giving five four three two one just saying well the three of you were terrible so you all get one because uh, alex horn has come out a few times and he gets really upset when um, greg gives scores that aren't the five four three two one because it breaks the math of how the points are meant to work so occasionally like two people agree. get five or there's like one five three threes and a two yeah. he's like that doesn't Wrong. work like exactly yeah. right um when team tasks team tasks you need to be giving out five and zero or four and one or three and yeah. two that's the, yeah. how they should all work and when people break that oh it makes it makes my brain spin <laughs> we even... had it in season um season one of new zealand jeremy gave madeline sami half a point and i was <laughs> doing audience warm-up and i was furious i was like that's it that's ruined the season we're never going to get another season again we're not doing it right this is absolute rubbish and then we've the had four seasons so it's all right yes if the only if only our I'm, listeners I'm... could see your face you're doing a perfect flames 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 <laughs> on the side of my face I just, I was... a couple weeks ago i saw the first episode where greg gave out a bonus point on uk and you can see alex wincing in the chair next to him just being like it's not meant to happen <laughs> what are you doing to my my baby this is <laughs> next up we've got task three which is throw a tantrum most sensational tantrum wins. You have 13 minutes to plan and execute your tantrum. So as a parent of a three-year-old, the second <laughs> oh, yeah. they announced this task, I was like, I know exactly what I'd do for this because I've experienced this multiple times this week. And then Jimmy <laughs> almost shot for shot did the exact tantrum, not to the degree of tantruming that I was expecting to occur, but the amount of times this week I've had been at the dinner table and heard, I don't want this. I want dinosaur pasta. It's just, I was like, wow, this is Sorry, just a scene can, from my life. Can, can we just pause this entire podcast for a second? Is dinosaur pasta a thing? Yes. It's, um, 
there's a brand and they make really good just like normal pasta as well like penne and stuff but there's dinosaur that's pasta that's high in fiber for kids oh my gosh i'm a massive dinosaur let fan let me find this... it, a picture of it and put it in the chat <laughs> incredible okay sorry otherwise, we can continue with, otherwise with i volunteer podcast. sean to post you a packet of it thank you so yes. much sean that's so kind of you <laughs> i will happily take your pasta and eat all of it <laughs> one of the, the things um, i liked yes. about this this task was uh, one of the things i liked about like, lots of things about this task again it's simple go. and you can do it any way that you like oh i'm on board I'm on board 100%. That's great. So I kind of want available it. at Woolworths, so potentially at sure. Countdown. I'll be checking it out today. <laughs> yeah, you know, this task... Airmail exists. Um... <laughs> My brother lives in Australia. He can he can find some for me. He can do you over. a box, a pallet. Yeah, yeah, a pallet of dinosaur pasta for a 37-year-old <laughs> man. Yeah, nice. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Next, we're just going to well, see I... season two of Australian Taskmaster. It's going to be like, do something with this dinosaur pasta. And we're going to be like, yeah. wait a second. Wait a <laughs> second. You cannot wait away from the skin from off the top. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got uh, kiwistuff.co.nz, who, which I can recommend. I got them to send me three blocks of Whitaker's gingerbread Ooh. chocolate because it was not available oh, here. Maybe we I need love... an exchange program because I yes. love cookie time. So just like oh, cookie yes. time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Next time I come over to visit my brother, I'll bring as many cookie times and as much gingerbread <laughs> Whitaker's chocolate as I can. If you have some dinosaur pasta waiting for me at the airport, we'll, yeah. we'll, we can we'll get we can get a lot of the Whitaker's flavors. Oh, yeah. But uh, I did read an article ranking the fifty-two different flavors of Whitaker's chocolate, and gingerbread was not available here. So I thought, right, oh, the postage was ridiculous, but it was Christmas, and uh, you know, yeah, yeah. this is made I me did think we're done. One block away. <laughs> Maybe think of a dumb parenting video I want to make, which is the dinosaur pasta in a bowl, but then I also make meatballs and just like throw the meatballs into the bowl like the meteor is coming and then it gets yes. wiped out and then there's just normal pasta left. That's great. That's Are a great we the video. normal pasta? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're Humans the pl- are just we're pasta. The <laughs> Danielle just killed me in this in this task. And that was this is you know your description, Sam, that it, you know, if, if things can be done five different ways, then the task is successful. Mm-hmm. She spent 13 minutes carefully doing crafts. She prepared the torso, she gave it a face, hair, clothes. She checked in for time with Tom a couple of times. Yeah. And yeah. she used the entire 13 minutes to make it. And then she had, according to Tom Gleason, the best task-winning tantrum after the time limit was up. Exactly One right. point. Oh, this it's brilliant. so perfect when that happens. We had we had a song and Guy Williams wrote, and his time ran out while he was performing the song. I love anything too long to do something or do it too quickly, um, and it just really oh. Yeah, this worked out brilliant. And this tantrum task was actually one we wrote for New Zealand Taskmaster. But when we pitched it, everyone was like, nah, too dangerous. We won't do it. <laughs> so we we basically just then pitched the exact same thing to the a year later. And they were like, oh, yeah, great one. Let's do this. So I think it was, might have been off the, the back right of our do the stupidest thing task that um, in season <laughs> three. That yes. yeah, didn't make the light of day because of many uh, penises and toasters and broken collarbones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Which was amazing. I haven't seen the footage, but apparently it's amazing. I like the idea of footage. Like we don't have to, we, the audience don't have to see it because we're told that it's really, really upsetting. So like the idea yeah. that that footage exists is just so it's, delicious. It makes it better. Yeah. 
there's something about Guy Montgomery and the way that he can he presents so intelligently but also will do the dumbest things mm. to get a reaction and like that combination is beautiful like him oh, on he's great. is just beautiful like his sentences for words is He's the most I mean, eloquent. Spelling bee. I'm not in New Zealand. <laughs> He's the most well, eloquent he, man yeah. I've ever met, and I got to. I worked on spelling bee, helping to try out some of the ta the tasks, and um, some of the things that we ended up doing are spelling related tasks that we've talked about on Taskmaster, but we've never got across the line. We just put them onto spelling bee, which has been great. And so yeah, him and Joseph Moore, who's the producer on Taskmaster New Zealand as well, and Taskmaster Australia. So we all these sort of very hand in hand shows. Hmm. I got to do the audience warm up for both of them as well. So I've seen. I, I I was there for all of Spelling Bee and it was such a, oh, it's it's a great show and hopefully it's a format that can then go to other places as well and we, and we can mm. just keep spelling throughout the world. That's great. I was really excited that um, Melanie Bracewell was on one of the episodes um, because she's been brilliant on the cheap seats in Australia and is really she's like great, blowing eh? up in popularity here yeah, and is great. a great stand-up. And I was like, she's the kind of person that I'd love to see on Taskmaster as well because she's really competitive and really cares about doing well. Yeah but can go completely off the rails as well. Yeah. I've known, I've known Mel for so long. We were in the same pub quiz team. We used to work together on the project New Zealand. Um, we wrote together on seven days. We wrote together on Wellington paranormal. Um, she's oh, yes, Constable, Constable O'Leary was on the episode of Guymont spelling bee that I flew to New Zealand and watched last night. And I was like, oh. <laughs> message short. I said, Constable O'Leary's on yeah. She's fantastic. Oh, Karen is so, so, so lovely. Um, yeah, Mel and I were very much the young people writing on Wellington Paranormal, and we're like, how do we get into this lucky place where we get to write the sitcom based, you know, we, we didn't hang out with them, but we 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 worked on a Taika Waititi show, <laughs> and we met Jane Clement, and, and, um, and I got to write on that, and it was so, oh, it was so amazing. So, yeah, Mel's fantastic, and uh, yeah, I, I, I hope we get to see Mel on a Taskmaster. She could do either one as well. The other person yes. that I'm I'm be really excited to see on either one as well. It's Ray O'Leary, who I understand has been mm. on, has been paying attention, and well, he's a New Zealander, so he should definitely be yes. on the New Zealand one. But um, and probably the same with Mel. But because he's getting a bit of traction over in Australia, he'd be a lovely person to see on. They're both so smart, so smart. They could do both. <laughs> Why not both? Yeah, that'd be interesting. So Listeners, if you can fly to New Zealand, those are two very strong recommendations. Guy Montgomery's Guy Mont Spelling Bee. If you like panel shows and if you don't, why are you listening to us now? <laughs> <That's> uh, <right. laughs> and also uh, Wellington Paranormal. Wellington Paranormal, yeah. Just, you know, just yeah. mm, chef's And the spelling bee, legitimately fun to play along because there are some legitimately difficult words to spell and so many mm. words that I think I can spell, turns out I'm a moron. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I worked out that the word camaraderie, it's an, it's camaraderie. Ca camaraderie, yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm really good at spelling. Of your spelling. <laughs> but that's not that's not how our accent works. We don't mix up O's and A's. We, we put um, U's in everything. Mm -hmm. English is I like, rubbish. Yeah. Uh, Sean, we, take us to the buckets. Yes. So task four was to collect one of something, two of something, all the way up to twenty of something else, but no thirteen. And so that was 197 things altogether. So they had to do that for part one. Then once they had done that, they received another envelope, which we always love to see. And part we two, that two was return all of your things to their original location and the fastest wins. Even a two-parter like the biscuit task that we've mentioned with the dunking. Part one, pick a biscuit. But you don't know what you're going to do with the biscuit. Mm. 
and then part two to dunk and here was the classic two-parter we love the thing of people setting up their own demise like (laughs) they just they whatever mistake they make they they, they're unaware of they've been the person that set it off and that makes it seem not so mean i guess yeah, I loved the one in New Zealand where it was like break the vase, and then inside the vase was the other envelope telling you to put the vase back together. And yeah. so many just did not ever see that and just broke the vase and all right, done, and just left. Yeah. I think that shows you how much we don't um, uh, we don't mess with the contestants. We don't point out those things. We don't set things up. We do just run it completely how the the contestants see it. Because mm-hmm. ideally, we would have got just one person to not do that and then everyone else would then do it but we only ended up with two people with broken vases which kind of made the task i think a little bit worse than what it could have been but we just don't mess with anything at all it's all completely off the backs of what these um crazy comedians do like with the holding the milk over the microwave task and with Mm. david kraos not opening it and to have that trust and to be able to commit to letting production just wait until he wants to open it himself when Paul's telling him not to open it. Like so many other shows would just be like, nah, we're on a schedule. Like, come on, you've got to open it. Like, come on, get to the. And you saw that when they took that task for the UK show, when they put that time limit on it, that they had the, they had to do it before they had to do it before half an hour was up. Hmm. Um, They, even the UK version weren't willing to um, wait for an hour and a half while David Correa just sits there, just (laughs) learning the story of Rumpelstiltskin, I think, if if that's the right story. Or the, oh, the a... absolutely extraordinary hide the body task, which to me oh, was yeah. oh. the apotheosis of of the payoff of the of the of the prize task with the box. I mean, yeah, the box. The fact that that, that also related to the um, yeah, it was hide the body, but after that they had befriended the body and um, thrown and tried to knock an apple off its head. And then yeah. it's the body that's hidden. And then that's also related to Chris's prize task. That's one of the, my favorite moments of any Taskmaster. The yes. greatest payoff. It was great. It's so great. The, um, so, what are you talking about? Oh, yeah, this task. Oh, the buckets. Um, the buckets task, I wrote um, that wording 100% by myself. It managed to go through all the producers and the directors and everything. And the wording just stayed exactly the same throughout the whole, um, throughout the whole thing. Uh, which is very rare for happen. It's it's such a collaborative um, thing, writing tasks. There are so many ideas that come in and people make them better and better all the time. Um, I try to sneakily take credit for coming up with the initial idea that is often very, very different from what the final task was. But with this one, this one is legitimately 100% what I wrote down word for word. Fantastic. Yeah. We we I'm love the wording of the yeah. tasks, which is why we we very respectfully make sure, you know, I go, you know, use the use the reverse buttons. I make sure that's exactly as the task is written because the writing of the tasks is such a because I'm a writer, so mm. the words are very important. Mm. But also when they're instructions, it's it's very interesting. And the the caveats that have crept in over time yeah. with tasks to make them this or that. And the, the, the interesting thing that I, one of the interesting things for me is when a task is not time-based but their time starts now, there's often a panic mm-hmm. with the contestant yeah. because they're so used to it being time-based but it, right. it, might, it might be something else. And so reading is fundamental yeah. <laughs> as, as we've seen in several tasks, including this one, that there are not. 13 objects 
That's actually really interesting because I know that in the UK, Alex Holland's had his big push for like the taskmaster programs in schools and we're having big issues with literacy and numeracy that essentially what you're saying is that kids need to be able to read because they might be on taskmaster one day and if they can't read, they won't be able to perform. So that's exactly the reason. Get a vocabulary, learn your English skills because one day you're going to need to do tasks. That's right. Yes. One day you're going to have to um, yes. uh, put these three exercise balls <laughs> on the yoga mat on top of the hill. The hill. That's right. Isn't that funny? That's that's the task where all this came from. All all these caveats is because Richard Osman is a pedantic man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's wonderful. I think it's well, it's such a agreed. Yeah. So that's that legitimizes it. Hey, that makes it. I'd love to see her actually on. See, watch someone. I guess as. As um, oh, I suppose maybe we got that a bit with Guy Montgomery being so. Uh, I'm trying to think of the word for being good with words. I should. This is yes, this is irony that's happening it. right now. Erudite. So erudite. Thank you. We need to if we get someone who's as erudite as it's her on the show. I think that'd be amazing. We'll get her on this a New I- Year's treat. Mm-hmm. Yes, perfect. I gotta say, in this task, I loved Luke's way of just like getting around, putting physical things into the bucket. So blowing kisses into the bucket, and then yeah. putting compliments <laughs> into the bucket. Oh, the compliments was beautiful, and then Especially, how to get compliments out oh, just to be really so rude to the bucket. <laughs> oh. So funny. Anytime Luke McGregor is rude, I think is my favorite thing. Yeah, yeah, yes. yes. I think, I think like we saw it in that. In the, um, the paddles task. task, yeah, yeah, That's, with the paddles oh, task where he had to demand oh, the five points. That was oh, perfect. Julia taking her spit back. Oh, oh, oh. I am, I'm a, I, I have a nice healthy relationship with saliva. I, I trained as a dentist, and so I always, I, I keep trying to pitch, um, produce the most saliva. Um, you have oh, five minutes. Um, but every time, all the producers are like, "No, that's disgusting." And everyone I ask, they're like, "That is disgusting." It's like and I think the, um, it's, saliva is good for you. It, it, it neutralizes yes. the acid on your teeth. It's yes. good for you. It's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. We the need to take the tongue out. The, the holding the tongue, tongue task in oh, and the amount of saliva just dripping out, and then having to like lick the sour lolly and. Yeah. Oh. See, my one isn't as disgusting as that. This is just people with a container producing a volume of spit. I guess it's more of a tiebreaker than a, a thing. But then there's there's the idea of the, um, you know, they can lick, they can produce more saliva by doing things like they did in that task. So maybe it's been a bit a bit done now. But they just yeah. have to think of a lemon. There was a task in Norway where they uh, started in the lab, and it was don't blink for as long as you yeah. can. Some people held their eyelids yeah. open, some just opened. I don't know if you know this, but the one who wanted it this. for two and a half hours, Sean, yeah. he took a GoPro with him because he had to go and collect his children from school, and he took he a GoPro with him home. in the car. He yeah. drove home, picked up the children, <laughs> and then at some point he's, he, he actually decided to stop. He yeah. just said, oh, I think that's long enough. Yeah, amazing. Because wow. um, the UK had that task as well in season uh, seven. And Rod Gilbert taped his mm. eyes up yeah. and did that. But that that Norway thing is. Um, I'm so I'm 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 legally blind, so I can't. I've tried to watch Norway, and I can't follow the subtitles. So I I don't yes. understand what's going on at all. Um, so I so if any time New Zealand or Australia has sold, stolen a task from Norway, it's genuinely we we have come up with them separately. It's not it's not oh, a yes. thing that I've I've actually done. Yeah. Oh, what a shame. Um, maybe a simultaneous translator you need. You need to get your yes. little Google up yeah, telling you what so. they're saying. 
Is that a thing that exists? Because I don't know if it can hear <laughs> recorded voice. Okay. Oh, Google hears everything. Hear... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll get some right. AI thing to do it. It'll be great. Yeah. I think you could watch it without looking at the subtitles. That's my opinion. Yeah. I, I have tried it, and it's so confusing. I, I watched a dice oh, okay. cast, and I just yes. couldn't. Things would just suddenly happen, and it, yes. it, it gave me a headache, and I had to, <laughs> to stop. Oh, I had so I'm many so questions. <laughs> it's all right. That's I not your fault. I'm sort, of, I'm sort of a bit in love with the Taskmaster master and Taskmaster assistant there, as has been well documented on this show. We yeah. get an extra task. So I've got a question about this. this oh, we've talked about tiebreakers a little bit. Was this a, initially a tiebreaker task that then because one person really committed to it and went really in-depth into it, it became its own task? That often happens. Yeah. What what task is this? So this, this is, is the, Oh, yeah, we photo. forget. That you have yeah, we have that. So, so extra task, task, a fourth outdoor task or outside task. Take a secret photo of the taskmaster without them knowing. You must bring your photo to the recording of episode nine, most impressive secret photo wins. And Tom Gleason immediately says he did not notice anyone taking his photo. Isn't that great? Yeah, this is a, um, we call these homework tasks or extracurricular tasks. Mm. And we're quite, um, we, we do them very sparingly because most of the time, the comedians on shows are so lazy that they will just not do them. In season one of New Zealand, we had a task where we gave them a uh, a little disposable camera, and they had to tell a story in nine photos. Um, and um, when the production went to collect the photos, um, someone went round to Madeline Sami's house and knocked on the door and then heard her taking her nine photos <laughs> <laughs> there and then. And so... <laughs> And then once we developed all the photos, they, all the lighting was bad in them and we couldn't use it. So mm -hmm. that, task, that task didn't get used. But it's That's how I got into film school. We had to, many, many years ago, before we all had, you know, essentially film cameras everywhere, uh, we had to do a, a story in, in nine images. <gasps> Incredible. So, yes, mm. yeah, well, it's, it, it is a fantastic task and a fantastic idea if you have good lighting and everything looks, <laughs> looks nice and you're not doing it in the... And the 12 the seconds minute. it takes you to walk from yes. your bedroom to their front door. Yes. Um, but yeah, these, in, in, oh, I love these ones. These are the, you know, Mark Watson doing the cheeky texts is oh, one of my absolute favourite things. I really want to get more people who are so dedicated and desperate to be on the show that they will do something like that. Um, and yeah, the fact that we got everyone to, to do this is fantastic. And it worked, and it worked out great. Yeah, so no, it, it wasn't a tiebreaker at all. It was a, it was one that we, we yeah, having a separate, separate category of those extracurricular ones. Wow, because we had a few, we had a bit of a mix. So Danielle just had the screenshot through the surveillance system, so it makes mm. it seem like Danielle might not have been as prepared and yeah. while still got three points. The, still, still got three uh, points. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's good. Luke was great in that it personified Luke in that he felt so awkward about taking the photo that he got it a terrible one at a worse time from hiding behind a bush, which was behind <laughs> a plant in a hotel lobby. Um, Jimmy photoshopped one. So Jimmy clearly, and I feel like Jimmy would not be around Tom Gleason in his day-to-day -day life that often. So it really mm. checks out that Jimmy would photoshop one. Yeah. Um, Nina went for the two-parter of getting one of Tom in the corridor at the studio, followed by another one of her flipping off Tom Cashman and trying to play for laughs that way. It's great. But Julia 
going above and beyond stalking him from the Melbourne airport and not only that, taking photos of random people that could be Tom Gleason in the background and then finding him, taking a video, following him, flying to Tasmania and then taking more videos of him waiting for his car. Oh, just... So this is one of the... woman who does the least possible to get out of there and give everyone an early mark. And instead, she spent more than $950 and travelled over 870 kilometres. (laughs) So this is one of... Yeah, this is one of the ones that I, because I haven't seen this yet. This hasn't been on air for me yet. I haven't, I've only heard the things that people have told me. And one of the first things, um, we talked about Julia before. This is one of the first things that people were like, Julia flew to Tasmania and took photos of Tom Gleeson. And it was from there, I was like, oh, she's going to be this dedicated person that I've always wanted to see. (laughs) Then it hasn't quite happened (laughs) in the the show, uh, the and the, the tasks that we film in the house but just things like this is oh this is this is why i love taskmaster it's 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 fantastic you could not ask for anything more exactly right and that it was her and it mm. starts when she gets the task she says oh, i'll just have to take this with me because otherwise i'll forget and you think oh you know it's going to be some quick half-assed thing no yeah <laughs> then finally the live studio task which is bounce or don't bounce on your tramp or bounce or don't bounce on your step if you trick the taskmaster into thinking you're on tramp instead of step or step instead of tramp you will progress to the next round a bonus point will be given for the most joyous bouncing i love this i've got to say that last part of it really made the task because the faces of especially luke and nina while they were either bouncing or pretend bouncing just oh the pure joy was wonderful yeah great yeah this is a last minute replacement task we had a task um involving uh trampolines that we was deemed too dangerous and uh, I won't. I don't quite want to tell you what it is because we might try and do a version of it in uh, in another another season. But so we had all these little tramps, and we didn't know what to we what to use. It was going to be tramp or ramp. They were either going to be standing on a ramp or standing on a on a tramp um, for this version. But then we couldn't find ramps, so we just got some steps. And um, I my thing about bonus points is that I would have, uh, and, and oh, because it was so late in the game, I wasn't involved in the task wording of it as much i would have taken the word joyous and put joyously bounce on this your stamp on your tramp or your step um but you're right the, the having the, having joy in it is, is such a great way of doing it and this is this is kind of a copy of the um the stand on one legs or two legs but we think just ramped up uh, just that little bit extra which i think gives it uh you know it means you're kind of allowed to do it kind of if you're modified it a, a little bit to, to to improve it a little bit i think i'm not sure if you guys agree with that but that's what i think no oh, i love this i thought it was great because mm. it's again it's simple they mm. are in their element being you know comedians uh jimmy to me and i've said this before when he's not trying to be funny he is hilarious and yeah again he was just really trying to win which yeah. was fantastic <laughs> competitiveness um, plays such a big part in the show if you get a competitive yes. person on they're, it doesn't matter if they're funny um, yes. because they're competitive and that's great. But also, these people are naturally funny as well. Whatever they do, yes. it, while trying to be competitive, is going to be uh, endearing and, and nice to watch. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Jimmy, in fact, wins the episode with – oh, do, uh, does this spoil you, Sam? Oh, <laughs> if I, I tell you who wins. Uh, Jimmy wins with 20 and Danielle at the bottom with 14, probably her worst placing of any episode, mm. Sean. 
Yeah, and I thought Luke almost was going to have this one. I was so hopeful mm. that we'd finally get Last a Luke week win. as well. Mm. Yes, he was only two points off. So the season totals, Julia is at the top, followed by Danielle. She's pulled away now, seven points away from Danielle. It's one of those two for the season winner, I would imagine. Jimmy's right there in the middle. And uh, our winner picks, Sean, Nina and Luke. The battle neck of the neck neck for last 123. <laughs> so that's where we are. Most valuable player. Well, you didn't see the, the episode, Sam. So how can I ask you? Most I'm going to say Jimmy because on the sound of things, he won. Okay. Good call. <laughs> I would say, I would say my, um, throughout the season and from what I've heard of things, I'm just, it's, it's Luke has been my, has been my, and I, I, I guess I, again, cause I've met him. And I know that he's got just everything he does makes me laugh so much. But literally everyone else on the show has been somewhat of a surprise person for me. I knew Julia a little bit, mm. but everyone has just been so strong. Um, so do you want? Do you, I I'd say yeah. For what a what a rambling horrible sentence this is. But my <laughs> pick is all of them equally. Uh -huh. Not, is that it's, right? not the it's not the, the real MVP is the friends horrible. we made along the way. <laughs> that's right. But the real MVP is the paycheck I get for getting to do this yes, really dumb exactly. job. It's oh, it's so awesome. My most valuable player this episode was Danielle, and she also had two quotes of the week from me. So the quotes of the week for, for Danielle for me were You'll judge this however you want, Tom, and I'm quite happy for you to do that, which is like the passive aggression <laughs> was brilliant. And then uh, when, once she realises that she's run out of time to have her tantrum, she says, take that, Cashman, you dog. God damn it. Just, just like, eek, <laughs> Danielle. Great. Just loved it. Uh, Sean, who was your most valuable player? Oh, it had to be Julia this week because anyone who's willing to spend almost $1,000 of their own money to fly to Tasmania of all places to take photos of someone without them knowing like that's got to be rewarded especially from julia who's done the, the bare minimum in many yeah. other tasks yes i think that's probably why she because she because she, she dedicated everything to that task of going <laughs> beyond the call she's like oh no i've done my thing i can or maybe thing. it was because the harsh task of film force first and she was like oh yeah maybe i need to win back a bit of favor by <laughs> Spending some of my own money to, to go to Tessie. That's true because her prize tasks have been quite good and she's quite mm. good at the live tasks too. So yeah. she really has been like nailing it in that area. That's the secret of Taskmaster. Right? You've got to nail the prize tasks. That's a whole round that, you know, eight of the UK version, just kind of phone in every time. Have I said the right number? Season eight? Yeah, season eight. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, and then if you, Win the prize tasks. Put effort into the prize tasks and you will do well in the show. Yes, Luke and Nina haven't done well in prize tasks and I think it's showing in their season totals. Sean, did you yeah. have a quote of the week? I didn't this week. I think okay, you really nailed right. it with your Danielle ones. Yeah. <laughs> okay. For next week, the finale, episode 10, we're going to welcome the task mistress herself, the great Grace Leader. So looking forward to that, wrapping up and finding out who is the Australian Taskmaster Season 1 winner. So, Sam, thank you so much for being on with us. Uh, what have you got going on? Where can the people find you? Now's the time for your plugs. 
Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I love talking about Taskmaster all the time. So this is an absolute dream for me to get into this. Um, what have I got? I've got some cool stuff coming up that's quite secretive, so I can't tell you about it, which is which is Ooh. really good. But we are filming, yeah, Taskmaster uh, Australia Season 2 is being filmed next month. Uh, we are also filming the studio part for Taskmaster New Zealand Season 4 uh in uh at the end of may so that's very exciting two more seasons of this is coming up which is great um i have i've got another kids book coming out next year it's called don't scare the dentist it is uh it's a it's about the fact that all dentists are scared of children and it's teaching children how they can look after their dentist so that's going to be oh. coming out uh in, in March next year, so that's so a memoir. So keep an eye out for that. It's a it's somewhat of a memoir, yeah, but it is a rhyming kids book. So, <laughs> so yeah, please buy that and buy Snake Brought Cake. It's a New Zealand story, but there are other animals in there too for for kids of all ages, but especially six and under to enjoy. And please, just please keep hanging out and talking about Taskmaster. We love making the show so much, and thank you so much, you guys, for for doing this and. And kind of giving it this extra life outside of the actual show. It, it like we we notice it as the people who work on the show, and it makes us want to be good at it. So, so, so yeah, definitely keep talking about this fantastic show. Wonderful. Uh, oh, sure. and I'm going. To, I'm going. To, I'm going to the UK in June, and I'm going to the Taskmaster House. <gasps> I'll message you. I'll tell you all about it. I'm so oh, excited. That's incredible. Oof. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. Amazing. It's be like Oz. It's going to be like Oz. No, wait, that's Make sure your live. clothing has lots of pockets. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to be stealing all sorts of things. Where's the, where's the handle for the caravan god? <laughs> <laughs> and Sean, what have you got going on and where can the people find you? So you can follow us at A Dash of Gingers on Twitter to keep up with our Taskmaster AU coverage as we come into the finale next week. But gladly ah. to know that it's not going to be the final ever. Mm. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Sheen O'Bree where I will be just putting a lot of memes about a lot of different dumb, funny ideas that I have over time. How about you, Sarah? <laughs> what do you have going on? You can follow me, if you like, at Sarah Carradine on Twitter. I host a weekly true crime review podcast called Crime Scene, S-E-E-N, on the RHAP reality TV wrap-ups with the great Murray Forth. I cover the long-awaited second season of Next in Fashion, uh, also on the wrap-ups with Hayley Strong. And I was a guest on the Perfect Match podcast recapping the episode of Married at First Sight US with Asia and Jason. So if any of that takes your fancy, check that out. Australian Survivor Heroes versus Villains has reached its crescendo. We have a new sole survivor. I guess I won't spoil it, but if you're interested, you should already know who it is. You can go to Inside Survivor for my articles and recaps of this fantastic season, best season ever in Terrabang. <laughs> so thank you to Sam Smith for joining us. That's it until the finale, episode 10. Please watch that and send your comments and questions on Twitter at A Dash of Gingers. And remember, all the information you need is in the task. Amazing.